0: Put your Bibles up. Repeat after me. Say, this is God's word. word. Come on, say it like you mean it, church. This is God's word. word. Not Pastor Evans' word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can can be who it says I can be. be be, And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, my ears are open, and I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Father, for his obedience to your will for his life and because he obeyed you we are now sons and daughters of the most high god and so lord we come today to hear from the spirit of god i step back now so the spirit of god can minister through your through me to your people and i thank you in advance that our lives will be improved for the better That our minds will be renewed as a result of your word and our hearts, Father, will be changed so that, Father, it's pliable to what you want to do in our lives. And most of all, Lord, I thank you for signs, miracles, and wonders following the word that will be spoken today in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Let everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. You may be seated. if you've been a member here at word of truth family church for any you know any length of years i tend to not necessarily be a seasonal preacher meaning that uh i don't necessarily preach sermons or series based on the the years so to speak but uh today i wanted to change up and give you something that can relate to where we are today in this christmas season amen and so uh In the next two days, the majority of those who call themselves Christians or believers will recognize December 25th as Christmas Day. And this is the day that, of course, Jesus was born, uh, uh, that we celebrate him being born. And over the years, in my opinion, Christmas has kind of, you know, has become less about Jesus and more about us. In some cases, Christmas is one of the most frustrating times for some people, and, and, and it's because we don't have the money to buy gifts maybe for our children when it's not even their birthday. Amen. We become stressed because we're borrowing money on credit cards to buy things for people we may not even like. Now, touch your neighbor and say, you're not one of those people. Christmas has turned into cooking special meals and throwing parties and even singing songs that don't have anything to do with Jesus. Who's the reason for the season? Do you agree with me? Amen. Songs like, you know, Rudolph the Red Nose, Reindeer, uh, Satan Claus. I mean, Santa Claus is coming to town. Y'all know that one. And then let's not forget, you know, the one that the world has dedicated to singing to the tree. Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, y'all don't know that one? What has happened over time, really, is that although we may know the meaning of Christmas, we have lost the focus of Christmas. Amen. So today I want to help us refocus as believers of what Christmas is all about. So if you're taking notes, the title today is Christmas. And then you can put a comma, the word made flesh, Christmas, the word made flesh. And if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to John chapter one. We're going to look in verse one and two, and then we're going to go to first Peter, chapter one, verse 18. That was John, chapter one, verse one. And then 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. I'm going to jump right in uh, for the sake of time. In John chapter 1, verses 1, one of my favorite verses, it says, In the beginning was the Word. Everybody say the Word. Word. And the Word was with God. Say with God. With God. And the Word was God. Say was God. was God. And then it says the same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3 says, All things were made by him. And without him, the word was not anything made that was made. Look in verse 4. In him, who the word, and the li- uh, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, I'm going to jump down to verse 10, which is the focus of our lesson today. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them is who he gave power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Watch verse 13. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Read verse 14 with me if you see it. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Stop right there. It says, and the word was made flesh. And dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Have you ever thought about Christmas being about the word becoming flesh? Most people don't. In other words, I'm saying that the birth of Jesus is really about the manifestation of what God had said over some years. In other words, the first time God spoke that Jesus was coming... Was right after his creation sinned. Think about this now. Although, now this is from God's perspective. Although all sins are equal in price. They're not equal in consequences. I'm going to say that again. Although all sins are equal. Everybody say all sins are equal. Even though all sins are equal. They're not all equal in consequences. Meaning that. There are some things that you may do wrong that carry uh, higher consequences than others. I mean, you can go down the road and, and, and find yourself speeding, you know, let's say five miles over the speed limit. And you can do that, let's say seven miles over the speed limit and you're on the highway and it's, you know, the speed limit is 77 and you go seven miles over and you get pulled over. But that same seven miles over in the, in the uh, school zone is going to cost you a little bit more money. Why? Because some things have different consequences. And so looking at what Adam and Eve did from a cost standpoint and from a consequences standpoint, listen, I would view what they did as the biggest sin anybody could have ever done. You say, well, why would you say that? Because we're talking about them being guilty of not just disobeying God, but siding with his enemy. They didn't just disobey God. They also sided with God's enemy. In other words, the enemy was talking to Eve and he was telling her what God didn't say. And so she chose to not believe what God said and chose to believe what the enemy said. So they didn't just sin or disobey God. They also now sided with his enemy and i love the way first peter chapter 1 verse 18 puts it it says this for as much as you know that you would not redeem with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations verse 19 says but with the precious blood of christ as of a lamb without spot or blemish who verily watch this now was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times. Listen to verse 20 in the Living Bible. It says, God chose him, talking about Jesus, for this purpose long before the world began. But only recently was he brought into public view in these last days as a blessing to you. In other words, I wanted you to see that right after God's creation created the biggest sin, I think, that mankind can do, God turned around and had a remedy for their sin right after they did it. And so the purpose of me talking about Adam and Eve was to show you that God spoke his word about Jesus coming in the book of Genesis. Think about it. Right after mankind sinned, God said, you know what? I'm going to send my son. And that's why in Genesis it says that he will bruise your heel and you will crush his head. That's in Genesis chapter 3 verses 15. Now the moment God spoke this word, guess what? Jesus had no choice but to eventually manifest. I'm going to say that again. When God mentioned Jesus over in the book of Genesis, when he did that, Jesus had no choice but to eventually manifest. And let me point something out to you. If God could forgive Adam and Eve for what I feel the most critical sin mankind could have done, how much more can he forgive you? You know, some people feel that God can't love them or forgive them because what they have done in their past. Well, Pastor Evan, you don't know what I did. It doesn't matter. It could not have been as bad as what Adam and Eve did. And if God can forgive Adam and Eve, he can forgive you. Just look at your neighbor and say, receive his forgiveness. Go on and tell them. The moment God spoke this word, Jesus had no choice but to manifest in the earth realm and here's another time in isaiah 7 14 you can write it down but it also now talks about jesus being mentioned again because what i'm going to show you is that when he said and the word became flesh he wasn't just talking about that one occasion god started talking about jesus long before jesus manifested and so in isaiah chapter 5 or chapter 7, verse 14, it says, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and we shall call his name Emmanuel. Man, this is God talking about Jesus way over in the Old Testament. In Micah, which most book, people don't even know there's a book called Micah in the Bible. But Micah in the Bible in chapter 5 verse 2 in the New King James Version says this, But you, Bethlehem, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel. How many know that was talking about Jesus? Amen. God started talking about Jesus way over in the Old Testament. And now that's why we can see when he said, and the word was made flesh. What did he mean? All the words that God started speaking over in the Old Testament. Eventually, God said it and he said it. He said it in Isaiah. He said it in Genesis. He said it in Micah. And he said it in many other wor- in many other books of the Bible. And that's why in John 1, it says, and the word was made flesh. Amen. My point is Christmas is really about God's word being manifested. Jesus could not have come. God's word could not have been manifested had not Mary agreed with God. She said, be it unto me according to your word see many of us don't realize that the energy that we don't have the listen the 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 uh strength that we don't have the focus that we don't have has nothing to do with what we're going through you know what your lack of focus your lack of energy your lack of strength is all about your lack of word amen jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12 says this in the Amplified. then said the lord to me You have seen well, for I am alert and active, watching over my word to perform it. God watches over what he says to make sure that what he has said happens. And the message I want you to leave with today is that God is faithful to his word amen Jesus put it like this heaven and earth will pass away he said but my word will never pass away and so here's a take-home point that I want you to write down if you're taking notes here's a take-home point God is not just a promise keeper he's also a promise giver he's not just a promise keeper he's a promise giver and most of us here's where we run into a problem see We don't realize some of you are holding God hostage to what he said in his word, but we haven't believed it in our hearts. God is not obligated to do what he didn't say. He's only obligated to do what he has said. Listen to this. You don't get the promises that are written. You can only get the promises you believe. I'm going to say that again because I don't think y'all got that. See, many people, they, you know, well, God, you said, God, you said, God, you said. Well, he, I know he, he might have said it. But you don't get the promises that are written. You can only get the promises you believe. Jesus said all things are possible. Watch this now. Not to those who know. He said all things are possible to him that believes. And so that's why it's so important for you and I to not just get in the word, but let the word get in us. Amen. You can read the Bible every day, but that don't mean the Bible is getting in you. The best way to get the Bible in you is to get in it and be around it a lot of the time. Just like, you know, you can be free of cussing. And start hanging around cussers. Uh Uh-oh. You can be free of cussing. And get around some regular cussers. And the next thing you know. Oops, there it is. Why? Because you were around cussing. You heard cussing. You saw cussing. And the cussing that was on the outside eventually got on the inside. Let me tell you a secret. The scripture says bad company corrupts good manners. Amen. So the promises of God, you don't get what's written. You get what you can believe. And there are three things. Everybody say three things. God's promises provide three things if you want to write these down. Here's the first thing that God's promises provide. God's promises provide revelation for God's will. God's promises provide revelation for God's will. In other words, what I'm saying is when you and I get a hold of his word, it will cause us to know his will for our lives. And that's why it's important to renew your mind. The Bible says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what's good and what's acceptable watch this and what the perfect will of god is the reason why i have made minimal mistakes now i've made some but i've minimized a lot of mistakes because i've decided that i was going to let that word watch this now be my revealing source amen uh i was reading god's word uh when i was uh single i was reading his word one day and, uh, and uh, we went on a missions trip as a church, a small church I was a part of. And at that school that we stayed at overnight to, to do missions work is where God spoke to me to go to school. And you say, well, pastor, uh, how did you know it was God spoke to you? Because God confirmed it with, watch this now, a credible voice. My pastor happened to have been there on that trip and God spoke to them as well. And so God's word provides a revelation of God's will. Here's the second thing that God's word provides. God's promises provides expectation of God's will. So it not only reveals to you what God's will is, God's word will also provide expectation. In other words, now I can have... Proper expectation to what I want in life if I will connect my expectation to God's revelation. In other words, sometimes we are trying to connect our feelings to what God's word says instead of, watch this, allowing our word, our feelings to be controlled by the word. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes we want to change. We want the word to conform to how we feel instead of allowing how we feel to be conformed to the word. And that's why you can date unsaved people. That's why you can date a person long term and know they're not the one for you. Because what you're trying to do is you're trying to get your, the word to conform to your feelings. It doesn't work like that. So God's promises provides expectation of God's will. Here's number three. God's promises provide manifestation of God's promises. And, and, and so is Isaiah 55, 10. I'm running out of time, but let me read it. It says, for as the rain comes down, this is Isaiah 55, looking in verse 10. As the rain comes down and snow from heaven and returns not, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Watch verse 11. This is God talking. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. My word will not return to me void, but my word will accomplish that which I please and my word word will prosper in the thing that I sent it and that's why as a church we are moving from Mansfield High School to 8201 Way of Pharaoh because he is faithful to his word Do you realize the word that he gave us in 2 Samuel chapter 7 verse 10 is in the Bible three times? 2 Samuel 17 says and I'll never forget the first time I heard this man it connected to my spirit. You know what it says. It says moreover I will appoint a place for my people Israel or word of truth. I will plant them that they may dwell in the place of their own and move no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them anymore as before time. But did you know that same verse is found in 1 Chronicles chapter Seventeen, verse nine. Why? Because God is going to confirm His word in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. First Chronicles seventeen nine says this. Also, I will ordain a place for my people Israel and plant them that they may dwell in their place and shall be moved no more. Neither shall the children of wickedness waste waste them anymore as it is in the beginning did you know that Amos chapter 9 verse 14 says kind of the same thing he says I will bring them uh, bring again the captivity of my people Israel and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof they shall also make gardens and eat the fruit thereof watch verse 15 and I will plant them upon their land and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land which i have given them says the lord the reason why we have been able to now accomplish what we have accomplished as a church is because we decided to be a word driven church and not a feeling driven church amen there are many times in the process i did not see light at the end of the tunnel i did not see even even a flashlight All I saw was darkness, but what I did not do was to listen, begin to speak what I saw. I began to speak what I wanted to see. He said he was going to move us and plant us in a place of our own and that we move no more. And so when it got dark, guess what? I just spoke light. Don't let your situations put you in a corner. Don't do it. Open your mouth up and declare the word because the word is going to change what you see. Amen. Amen. And so uh, our church is moving because we decided to stand on the word. And right now during this Christmas season, I don't know what's going on in your life. But what I do know, God is trying to get you to return to his word. Everybody say amen to that. There are three things that you must use the word to do. And I'm closing here. You must use the word to feed me. Everybody say feed me. me. Amen. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. Then you got to allow the word to lead me. Everybody say lead me. me. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our what? And then you got to allow the word to read me. You got to allow the word to, 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 to check you. Amen. Amen. You got to let the word check you. And here's what is awesome about the word. God is not a man that he should lie. So when he makes a promise and we put the promise in us, now it's not just his promise from the word, it's his promise to me. And there are many of you who you have the promise in your head, but you don't have it in your heart yet. That's why you don't have peace about being single. Because, see, during this time, that's when single people have problems. Everybody with somebody, we going over the family. Well, well, you going to get married yet? How many know what I'm talking about? You going to get married yet? Well, some of them, you just need to look up and say, are you going to stay married yet? No, don't do that. Don't do that. You can say it in your head, but don't say it with your mouth. Don't say it. I'll share this, and and then I'm going to stop here. So when we owed that glass company $189,000, and uh, I was at the construction meeting, and, you know, Reggie says, Pastor? Now, this is because we were in a contract dispute. Y'all remember that? So we're in this dispute and, and, and Reggie says, Pastor, the, the, the owner of the company said they're going to put a lien on our building and sue us if we don't have that money by Friday. Well, that day was Thursday. I said, see if you can get a meeting with her. See if she'll meet with me. So she, she ended up meeting with me and, and God gave me some wisdom. And I said to the old lady, I said, she said, so, so what do you want to do? You know, because she she saw I didn't come in there with a check. So she was like, what are you going to do? What do you want to do? I said, well, I said, I have hundreds of investors who have trusted me to pay this loan back. And it's millions of dollars. I said, I just need you to trust me for six days to bring you your money. I stuck my hand out there so she could shake it. She shook my hand. And when I walked out of there, I said, Lord, where am I going to get 189000 six days? I did not know. I didn't. I mean, I said it like I knew. But see, what I was standing on was not what I saw. I was standing on. He said he will supply all of my need according to not my riches in glory, but his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And as I was, so now we on day number four. And I'm riding to the construction meeting. And I know what Reggie's going to ask me. I know what he's going to ask me. Pastor, what are we going to do? And I was thinking in my head, what am I going to tell Reggie? While I'm thinking in my head, what am I going to tell Reggie? I get a phone call. On my way to the meeting, I get a phone call. And prior to that day, prior to that day, I had spent... 30 or 40 minutes, instead of praying, I began to just declare that a harvest was coming from all the seed we have sown as a church. What I'm saying is I didn't let my circumstance drown me. I began to thank God that he would supply all the need. I get a phone call. Pastor Evan. uh... want to sow a a, a seed in the Word of Truth Family Church Uh, give us some wine instructions we want want to send y'all $200,000 you got to get the word inside of you so the word can work outside of you with every head bowed I believe moving into 2019, God is wanting us to recommit ourselves to his word. He wants us to recommit. Get back in it or get in it some more. Get it in you. Get the promises in you. So what is the Spirit of God saying to you right now? What is He saying? Because I believe He he wanted me to share this Word to just encourage you to get back in His Word. Father, thank You for Your Word. I believe it's encouraged us. I believe, Father, it has instructed us. And I believe, Father, in Jesus' name, it has engulfed us spiritually. And I thank You now for our lives changing for the better. We're going to commit today that 2019 will be a year of word consumption. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. If you hear every head bow, you say, Pastor Evan, I'm